Psalm 145, beginning in verse 4, I read, Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness, and they will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to anger, and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and the glory of your reign, for your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. That's what we want to be about this morning. So a few, a few instructions just to, just to guide us along. This is the part that gets scary because it's unorganized. Uh, I don't know what's going to be said or actually who's going to say it. We are trusting that the Lord has been good, has been good to you, and that out there, there are people who are willing to share what they have seen and give testimony to that. So if you have something that you would like to share this morning that would bless this body, like the first, the first row is empty down here. So once the first person takes the mic and, and gets started, uh, if you want to speak, go ahead and line up down here, and, uh, and we'll know who's next then. Um, and when using the mic, you got to get close to the mic. Take a second, get the mic next to your mouth. It, does, it doesn't work out here. <laughs> and if, uh, and if, the, if they did have to turn it way up and funny things happen. So get, take a second, get the mic where you, it doesn't have to stay in the stand. You can take it out of the stand. You don't have to turn it off. You don't have to beat on it. Just talk into the mic. Uh, be brief. We have 12 house churches. If each house church had one representative that spoke for five minutes, we'd be here for an hour. I don't think we're going to have, I, I don't know what we'll have or how long it'll take. But just to the point, notice that there's a lot of people out there. So be as brief as you can. Uh, be respectful. A lot of times when we share our stories, we share what God has done. It points to a brokenness, either in ourselves or of other people. Uh, we don't want to, we want to be respectful of other people. This is not a time to, just be careful not, not that we would do it intentionally. Be careful not to speak ill of someone unnecessarily. Uh, and, and there's lots of kids here this morning. No, read, read the room. There's, there's kids out there, so be aware of that. Uh, and this is going to be on the live stream, so it is recorded, so just be aware of all that. Um, that's enough of me talking. How about you share some things this morning? So I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for us and uh, hey Ryan Samuelson, why don't you why don't you help a brother out? I know you, I know that you, Adam Davis gave you up and he said you had something prepared. So so why don't you come on up and you can start first. I'll pray over us and uh, Ryan, you you go ahead and kick things off and then uh, come on up come on up Ryan. You can't hide. Be brave. Show them how it's done. And uh, again, if you, if you are are going to do this this morning, if the Lord lays it on your heart. Uh, Come on up and be ready to go. Father God, give us courage this morning. It's a lot easier to sit in the seat 
and uh, and pick and think about all the things that should have been said and should have been done. And this morning we want to just we want to give you glory. And I and I know it, it's it's hard to stand up and speak in front of people, especially when you're not used to it. So I pray I pray for courage uh, for those who have something to say that you would move in their hearts, give them give them strength through your Holy Spirit this morning. You would guide their words. Lord, that you would be glorified. Uh, provoke their memories to recount your works. We ask all this in your son's name. Amen. Well, good morning. I'm Ryan Samuelson, one of the shepherds in the Hebrews 10.23 house church. And as we look back over the past year uh, in our house church, at first what came to mind were the many different trials and struggles that each family in our house church has experienced and are in the midst of right now. But as we continued reflecting, um, we were reminded of God's provision and sustaining hand through it all. God's been present and working in the valleys and trials in different ways, specifically providing for each family. We've seen the wisdom and loving kindness of God in providing the church to his children. As we ask the hard questions, we have the community to ask them in. In doing life together this year, we've had times to laugh together, cry together, eat together, play games together, celebrate holidays together, reach out to our neighbors together, sing in nursing homes together, throw block parties and trunk or treat, care for each other's kids, and provide housing when it was needed, stretch one another, encourage one another, and pray for one another. These things have been a gift from the Lord this year. And I've heard many of our adults talk about this being a season of healing for them. I know it has been for Shelley and me. For our kids this year, uh, we've seen the Lord answer prayer through professions of faith in Christ, soften hearts towards the gospel, growing interest in baptism and reading God's word, and adjustments to new normals with increased confidence. We're thankful that our kids have a community of adults to speak truth into their lives beyond just their parents, and that they have examples of what following Christ looks like in victories and failures. It's also been so encouraging to see our older kids investing in the lives of our younger kids, pointing them towards greater purpose in Christ and having tons of fun doing it. God's not left us to walk this road of life alone. He's given us both his spirit and the church to empower and encourage us, and we praise him for it this year. Hi, my name's Anthony Chafee. I co-shepherd the Joy of Being House Church with Jake Gaiman. Um, so ever since I was young, uh, I knew I wanted to be an engineer. I took a class before high school, it was an engineering class or whatever, I loved it. So I was like, I wanna be an engineer. So that set my, my goal in life pretty far out because you know, being an engineer, you have to go to college, you have to get a degree, and then you have to 
get the engineering job. So graduated college, May of 2022, had the engineering job. Uh, in August, I proposed to my now wife. And so heading into 2023, things were looking pretty good. I got the girl, got the job, got the car, everything's going well. Um, but actually coming into 2023, I was actually starting to feel almost a little bit of a depression because I was finding out my job really wasn't fulfilling me at the time. I didn't really like what I was doing. And then Anna was either living with her parents or at Cedarville, and I was living in Lebanon. My job was in North Cincinnati, so I was like kind of separated from stuff. And so God was really teaching me that my job wasn't going to be my fulfillment, and I couldn't put that there. Only God could do that. And the same with my relationship with Anna. And then also I decided, you know, I need to start doing something more with my time. And so I really started devoting more time to house church, whether that was like leading a prayer call or doing like food signups or whatnot. So that was really cool. Um, also at that time, we were talking about multiplying our house churches. Spring Hill was growing quite large, mostly because Jake wouldn't stop inviting people from Cedarville <laughs> and other places. But um, we were growing, and so we, d we started... Uh, talking about multiplying, kind of with the idea that me and Jake would uh, plant somewhere. We didn't know where at the time, but that was that was sort of the idea. And so, um, as I said, I was working in North Cincinnati, living in Lebanon, and then coming to church here. And uh, while I was working, I learned they had an office in Beaver Creek instead of North Cincinnati. And so I was like, well, that would probably make a lot more sense, but I don't know what it's going to be like to transfer. Like, I was would I have to transfer my clearance? Would I have to like find a new job there? I don't know, but I decided, and I remember the day, I was sitting at my desk and I decided, you know what, I think I should ask to move to Beaver Creek. That's probably the best place to go. And so I'd made that decision and while I was walking out of my cubicle that day, my manager just happened to be walking by and he was like, hey, how are you liking this new position? It was new for me. I just switched kind of the projects I was working on. I was like, it's good. And it's like, you know, I think I might try to switch to the Beaver Creek office. And he was like, oh, we have an opening down there. I have a manager's meeting tomorrow. I'll put your name in. You should be good. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And like within a few days, that was confirmed. So that was really cool to see. And then when we started looking for houses, our prayer was that we would find a house where we could really host house church. You know, you need to have a place where people can park, at least a decent-sized living room, and we weren't looking for a big house. And so we looked at one house, and we would make an offer on it, and it would get rejected. Then we look at another house, make an offer, someone else would get it. Looked at another house, made an offer, didn't get it. So after our third house, we're like, this is tough. And so we see this four house, and it's definitely the best one. It's the best location for where we want our outreach to be, and it has good parking, decent living room. So we make an offer, and um, I was like, I don't know how much, like we're putting more money than it's even worth. And I wasn't sure. And that very night, my grandma actually called me. And she's like, oh, I want to give you guys some money towards your house. You know, here's a couple thousand. Like, I know I was going to give it to you at your wedding, but, like, I want to give it to you. And I was like, oh, thank you. So that, like, I was, like, out of the blue. So that was cool. So that helped me feel better about making the offer we were making. And then the next day, the realtor called us. And I was like, well, there's 12 offers on the house. And it's only been on the market for two days. And we are like, well, so much for that house. And so... But then the next day she called, and somehow, by the grace of God, they chose ours. So that was really cool to see. Um, so, uh, and then we start house church in uh, first week of October this year. And 
Um, initially, when we started talking about house church, like way back, we we're like, well, we have our core six, like me, Jake, Anna, Noah, Jenna, and Kate. And we're like, we might have a few others. Like, so maybe we'll start out with like 10 people. You know, that sounds pretty reasonable. And our first like two weeks, I think we had like over 25 people at our house or something. And a lot of those were like, some of those were just support. Some of them were like parents visiting or whatever, like, you know. But some of them were like, a lot of them were potential people. And we were like, this is a lot of people. Our house can't fit this. Like, I know we want to multiply at some point, but week three is not the multiplication date for our house church. And so, and that, that number ended up tapering down uh, more. So now we have room to grow and reach out and stuff. But that was, that was a little bit of a shock. And then um, also... Uh, like initially our outreach was like we're going to be a UD out, outreach church we're going to look at UD and that's where we're going and we have done some of that but honestly God has opened up doors at Sinclair with, with Hamza here who's going to share a little bit and, and, other, and other people and it's been cool to see like even in all of this like a lot of times you think you're going on one path and then God has a, almost a different plan in mind and through all of it I've almost felt like None of this has been me. Like, I've just been along. Like, I never, as I said, I grew up, I was going to be an engineer. I never thought house church leader person. That was never my intention. But God just does things, and if you're willing to go along for the ride, he'll take you a lot of places. So it's been really cool to see what he's done. But anyways, Hamza wants to share part of this house church, I thought that I'd just give you all a quick summary of what God has done in my life in the past 12 months. Um, so, January. I was a Muslim, but the Jesus I was meeting in the Gospel of John seemed to have greater love than Allah. Could this be true? Could he really be God? February. Not ready to address the Jesus I was meeting, I was distracted by worldly relationships. March. I was on Jake's couch, and no asked the question I didn't want to answer. When was I going to trust Jesus as my savior? Looking within my heart, the answer became clear. Right now. <laughs> April. I got baptized and started experiencing the fire of the spirit now living within me. May. I went from hot to cold. God was revealing some difficult truths about my life and I didn't want to accept them. Determined to take matters into my own hands, I walked away from the Lord and from the house church that he gave me. June, I was nearing the edge of a cliff, ready to give up and leave God forever. I took a step forward. As I began to fall, God got a hold of me. I gave up, but God got a hold of me. He saved me from myself and I came back home. I couldn't resist him any longer. July, I felt the fire of the spirit begin to rage within me again. God showed me that he is everything I ever wanted. God is the, one, the only one who can satisfy my desire for joy. I met more Christians on mission to Muslims and the world, and it fueled the passion within me to do the same. August, I met new friends at school and started a job. Jesus introduced me to people he wanted me to share his love with. September, I always wanted to be the hero, but Jesus was teaching me that I was in over my head. He is the hero. October, Spring Hill House Church multiplied, and I was part of planting joy of being house church in Dayton. After some confusing times, I started the process of moving into Clem's famous basement. 
<laughs> November, I was depending too much on others and caring too much about the world. Jesus showed me that I need to live for him alone and trust him with my life. December, it was the most peaceful month of the year. I am learning to live out my new identity in Christ. It is hard to believe how far God has taken me in the past year. If there is one thing I have learned, it is that there is true hope in Jesus Christ. started through the Holy Spirit I believe I was in a pretty rough spot I needed a lot of guidance I had lost all my faith basically because after my dad passed away a couple years ago I didn't want to believe because he wasn't a believer I A lot of stuff had to happen for me to be here today. A lot of stuff that I was not expecting to ever happen. For instance, I went back to college after a couple years of failing it. Then I met this guy right here who dragged me back to where I needed to be. Just a lot of things that Sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing a good job. <laughs> Sorry. The fact that you're up here in the first place is amazing. With with a new faith, I'm that I, now that I'm here again. I'm just glad to have another chance. Testimony, like that's just truly amazing. Um, my name is Ali Sapansky. Um, I have been a part of the Independence House Church for about two years now. Um, I'm a senior intercultural studies major at Cedarville, um, and I just wanted to share a little bit about what the Lord has been doing in my life um, this last year. So for the longest time, I had had a calling from the Lord to go into full-time ministry, and um, I really didn't know what that looked like and exactly where he would have me. Um, and this last summer, I had the opportunity to take an internship in Brussels, Belgium, um, serving with a national church there and really seeing and discovering where the Lord might have me. Um, 
in full-time ministry. So um, throughout this whole process in decision-making, um, my house church was my central supporter. Um, they really um, prayed for me and discipled me through a lot of difficult decisions, through fundraising and supporting me when necessarily my family necessarily was not. Um, but it was really, truly amazing, the level of support that I received from them. And then now, in back in November, um, I accepted a position with ABWE Missions Organization to so serve um, full-time in Madrid, Spain, um, next year after I graduate. Um, and it was just truly amazing, yet again, the support I received from my house church and um, that family that I have found. And I am um, very grateful for everything that the Lord has done in my life up until this point. Um, and I just wanted to share and praise him for everything that he's done. So thank you. Good morning and Happy New Year. My name is Julie Conley. My husband, Glenn, and I have first attended New Community Church back when it was Apex on January 1st of 2009. This past year, Conley family has been members of the We Are Family House Church. If I had to sum up the house church over the past 12 months, I would describe it as tangible encouragement to each other so that all members may be equipped to be the hands and feet of Jesus using their God-given gifts, talents, and passions. What does that look like practically? In this past year, we've been able to come alongside two sets of foster parents, both receiving their first placement. Additionally, most of our away games have spent partnering with the Greene County Family Visitation Center. We've painted, weeded, collected and donated toys. We've prayed for the staff and families that utilize their services. But today, I specifically want to give thanks for how God has worked in my life, especially through the house church. For me, that was growing in wisdom and discernment, especially in the area of time management, learning to say no so that I could be open to God's yes. Growing in wisdom and discernment can be challenging. It's not necessarily an easy measuring block if you're growing in those areas. Bible reading, prayer times, delivering meals, all those things I can list and check off my list. And that feels really good for me as somebody who loves lists and to do um, checking things off. But this past year, my house church has encouraged me to say no more often and better discern how to use my time. At first, the lies crept in. Can't they see that I'm just trying to do good? They must not think I'm capable. The busyness isn't affecting me. But those were all lies of the devil, and fortunately, praise the Lord that his voice was louder. I learned how to rest in the Lord. Now hear me out, it's still a big work in progress. I still get really anxious if I don't have a long to-do list in front of me. And I still struggle with guilt if I choose to sit down and rest instead of trying to check something off my list. But I found that this past year, I've made baby steps in learning to rest in the Lord. An example of this is in my role as a teacher. For the last three years, I've taught American history to a group of homeschool students. I have loved teaching and hoped for opportunities to pick up more classes. That opportunity presented itself 
at this, the start of this year. My house church came alongside me in discerning how many classes to teach. They encouraged me in my strengths, and they bravely called out my weaknesses to overcommit. I ended up not taking on a full slate of classes. Listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and saying no to teaching full-time and no to other opportunities, I experienced many blessings. First, when we had a family crisis, both my husband and I had the space to divert our attention to that area of need. After that passed, one of my students bravely reached out to me that she did not feel safe in her home. I did not previously know this student's story or struggles, but as I reflected on why she chose to reach out to me, I can see that it was not me, but it was God. Again, not knowing the student's story, God had already placed her on my heart at the beginning of the year. I had prayed for her and her family, and God opened my eyes to ways to come alongside them. People in the house church and the head of the homeschool program came alongside me as I learned to discern the difference between blessing someone and enabling someone. I believe God used those blessings to comfort her and allow her to ask for help. I give so much thanks to God for going before me, for preparing my mind through scripture, for preparing my heart through silence and rest, and for blessing me with people who encouraged me to say no so that I would have the space to say yes. I am truly thankful for the ways that God has used this church and our house church. I end today with an encouragement for you to remember just how big the God we serve is. Keep it simple. Read the Bible. Sit and listen to the Lord and fellowship with other believers. I can't wait to see what 2024 has in store. So I'm Clem Boyd. And I'm Julia Boyd. And we have the pleasure of serving Spring Hill House Church. So um, we have been in uh, house church ministry now for over 30 years. And uh, we have been hosting a house church at our house for over 20 years. Uh, I'll have to say this past year eclipsed them all. Um, the Lord uh, has blessed us with the privilege of helping multiply uh, servants that are serving all over the country and uh, even overseas. God has allowed us to participate in a number of people coming to Christ and being baptized through the years. But this past year blew our minds. <laughs> um, it was a testimony to us of how faithful he is when you hang in there because it's about him. Um, and I'd have to say, after all these years of uh, fruitful ministry with a lot of ups and downs, uh, this was the first time that we had planted a church, another house church, because we had leaders who were ready and who had a sense of mission. That was personally very exciting and satisfying for us to see God do that uh, and to take these engineers and... Uh, <laughs> convinced them that they needed to be church planters because that's what they are, they're church planters. Um, so it's just a testimony to his power, grace, and goodness to allow us to participate in all that he, he did in 2023. And so we just wanted to offer a, a quick uh, rundown of all that what God did. So um, 
uh, here we go. So uh, the Lord blessed us with two salvations in 2023. And we had four baptisms. One house church planted. I think you've heard about them. We had three weddings. The last one here last Sunday. Uh, the other two couples are here today. But the one last Sunday are off to Sweden to do ministry there. Amen. Um, we had two house church trips. We strongly recommend that, by the way. If you want to build bonds, uh, travel with people that can drive you crazy and also bless you at the same time. Uh, Jesus will show up, and he has. So we went to Hocking Hills last year, and we also went to South Haven, Michigan, which is on uh, Lake Michigan. It's fun cooking for 20, 30 people, too. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, started working with the Wright State crew with a couple of our young ladies here. Um, yes. And um, we had a bonfire and movie night with that crew this past fall. And we also had a game night during a certain bowl game that didn't go so well for the guys wearing scarlet and gray. But, you know, we were distracted by other more important things. Like hearing about a Ph.D. dissertation with Jake. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we started new discipleship groups this year. We're praying about having a new worker team, and we've got some thoughts on that. Um, God also blessed us with a few first-timers. Actually, we've had quite a few first-timers the last few weeks, including, um, I think I've added up, four Beaver Creek High School graduates, uh, particularly by way of our neighbor, Bob. You can ask us about that later. Yes. Bob's a pretty amazing guy. Um, just to close this up here, to quote Ephesians 3.20, uh, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, he is the one that does the work, and we're so grateful that we get to participate and enjoy that. Amen. Hi, my name is Sarah Craig, um, and my husband and I have been a part of Apex since 2003, and then we've been leading a house church since, I think, 2012. Um, and in uh, the beginning of 2020, we multiplied, um, like March 1st or something, um, which was a really crummy time to multiply, um, but it also allowed us to see how God really is in control of things. Um, being a firstborn eldest daughter, I tend to want to control things and make plans and um, have things like just so. Um, <clears throat> and we multiplied with co-leaders that were single, but COVID seemed to have like sped up their timelines. And so by the end of the year of 2020, they were both married and had moved away. So we found ourselves without um, co-leaders and um, <clears throat> it turned into a long period of time without co-leaders. Um, and uh, having had like past experiences of having like this beautiful support um, with other people being co-leaders with us, um, it was, it felt a little bit lonely, even though like the people in our house church were blessing us and like it was a good thing. Um, <clears throat> but sometimes leadership can feel lonely. Um, and so we come to this past year, um, and we had a lot of transitions um, the first half of the year, 
Um, and one of those was uh, a family that I thought would be the obvious next co-leaders. Um, moved away, uh, made other plans for to attend another church. And um, their last Tuesday, I was feeling really sad. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to grow our house church. I don't know how to, I don't know, handle things. And that next weekend, both Friday and Saturday night, different couples in our house church um, had us over for dinner and just said, hey, we want to come alongside you. We want to support you. We want to, um, we love our house church and we want to serve it um, in any way you think we might be able to. And like, I just felt the care of the Lord in that um, by their love for our little body, um, their love for me and my husband. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so fast forward the last six months of having an actual leadership team has been such a blessing. Um, and I think everyone in our house church has felt that like um, just bond um, the way we've served in our away games together. Um, there's just been like new life to our house church um, as we worked as we have worked together so thank you I actually do not need this microphone my name's Les Rose my wife is Vicki we don't have a year to tell about because we've only been attending our house church, Grace and Peace, for about the last six months. Back in February of last year, I had... <laughs> I had the opportunity to be part of a missions, medical missions, and the entire time that I spent there in the Gambia, God was moving on my heart. I spent every day crying, listening to the voice of God. During one of our uh, daily devotional times, as I was sharing, I didn't even remember saying this, but I said, it, God doesn't want us to be in the cheering section. He wants us to be down on the field, playing the game, doing the work. We left a church where we had both been over half our lives. But God had been talking to us for the last seven to eight years, telling us we need to move out by faith. We live in Jamestown. We were driving to Kettering every Sunday and Wednesdays to uh, minister there. And Vicki began looking for something that would fit where we felt God was calling us. And she found House Church. I sent her here by herself <laughs> because I was involved in ministry and she came back and said we need to go there. So as hard as it was, we'd had children, our daughter and son-in-law had become associates at the church we were attending and they looked at us like, wait, we got here and you're leaving. Is there a problem? <laughs> no, we're going where God called us. We came here. Um, I'm the old guy in our house church. Um, 
I don't know how that happened, but uh, we feel like we have a family there at uh, Grace and Peace. We feel like we have a family here. I'm so grateful for the opportunities that uh, I've had to be able to do ministry and uh, just looking forward to what God has to do for us in the coming year. They uh, they are very gracious. They put up with my dad jokes every uh, house church meeting that we have. And uh, we've got to love on them, and they've loved on us. And God is truly blessed, and we're just looking for greater things to happen uh, in the year to come. Everyone. My name is Tara Weekly, and my husband and I have been involved with uh, Bunn and McClure House Church in Beaver Creek for about the last two years. Um, and over the course of the last year, we have gotten to open our home to a lot of different um, kids in the Dayton area, um, a lot of beautiful children, one of them being Augustine, who wanted to share something with you guys this morning. Hi everyone, my name is Augustine, and I have to share the story with you, how I got blessed by Jesus. So one day I had the worst time of my life because I got hurt and abused, and this is why I'm here now. And when I left my mom, I was really, really sad, but God told me that she was hurting me and I needed a safe place to go to. So now I'm in a safe place, and my mom's name is China Maison, and my other mom's name is Joanne Johnson. And she is the person that I need of my life. So I just want y'all to bless me and Miss Joanne because we both need it and my brother left, so this is a really hard thing for me to do, standing up here talking to you, but but I hope God, Jesus bless everybody in here, and I hope that you have a family. I hope that you have a good family. And Jesus taught me to be strong. He taught me to be tall and be brave. And that he loves me. And so I will never give up. And y'all should never give up either. So I hope y'all, I hope Jesus blesses every single one of y'all, and I really care about every single one of y'all, so I hope they bless you, and I hope you have a good time.
I'm Isaiah Dean. Uh, uh, my wife and I have been attending uh, here at New Community in our house church for about a year now. Uh, so I just want to share a little bit about that. Uh, we came to New Community about a year ago uh, in search of um, in need of accountability, community, and deep Christ-centered friendships. Um, and I want to thank God for his answers to our prayers and all of those ways uh, in the last year. Uh, he's answered those prayers in ways that I wouldn't have thought or imagined. I always imagined God's uh, intervention in lives being a big sword on a white horse and all that stuff. Uh, but actually, uh, he answers, the means of his uh, answering our prayers is through uh, fellow believers, uh, through fellow Christ followers, through his word that he's given us uh, that's right there for us. Uh, so anyway, just want to share about that. Um, God has shown uh, me his power by breaking me free of the chains of lifelong sin and addiction uh, that I didn't believe was possible just a year ago. Um, I, I, I didn't believe it was physically, humanly possible. Um, God has shown me his love through the people that he's placed in my life, uh, most especially my wife, Olivia, uh, and the brothers that I've gained uh, here at New Community and in our house church, uh, which has been awesome. Um, God has shown me his forgiveness and taking on so much of my shame and guilt through his son, Jesus, on the cross and through his continued work in my heart and mind, uh, work that's been spurred on by my brothers here at church at House Church and in our small gatherings. Um, I'm very grateful for that. Um, God has poured out his grace to me specifically through my brothers in Christ, holding me accountable, constantly praying for me, and lovingly encouraging me as I've struggled. Uh, from the beginning, when we started attending here about a year ago, God has really blessed our family with an amazing sense of belonging. Uh, we never felt out of place or like outcasts. We never felt judged. Uh, it's funny, out in the world, a lot of people want to talk about judgmental Christians, and my experience personally has been just the opposite of that. I see a lot of that out in the world, outside of the church. I don't see a lot of that here, so thank God for that. Um <clears throat> From the first week we visited, we felt like we were a part of the family. Uh, we felt loved and accepted. Um, our house church consists of eight families and about 20 kids. So we have four kids, and so uh, it's a place where we feel very uh, at home. We can let our kids play, and uh, even if they hit other kids, there aren't too many upset parents, so we're grateful for that. <clears throat> This new year, we're focused on developing inter and intra-house discipleship by starting kids' content that we work on at home through the week and then recap at our weekly gathering. Uh, the adults are studying the same scriptures, so we've kind of connected those two so that we can work with our kids through the week and then cap that off together. Um, and so that's really exciting. Uh, in closing, uh, my wife and I are so blessed uh, to be a part of our house church, uh, Acts 2.42. We constantly thank God for bringing us here to new community, uh, and then specifically to our house church, to our small groups. We believe that that was uh, God's plan. Uh, he had put all that uh, predestined uh, for those good works, uh, and so we're really grateful for that. Uh, it's been really amazing. Um, and uh, 
So I would, in closing, I would like to say if you're, if you're here and you haven't plugged in, uh, please do that as soon as possible. That's what God created us as human beings for and especially as his children to plug in with others. And I believe that's uh, a means of his grace in our lives is those Christians around us um, that are there for us to support us. Um, I do want to read Philippians 3.10 through 14. <clears throat> that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you. morning. Um, I just want to start by asking, what does 27 years mean to you? Um, to some of you, that may seem pretty old. To some of you, it may be your entire lifetime. Um, to some of you, it may be quite a significant chunk of your past. But um, I'm very, very fortunate. Uh, in January, I get to celebrate two birthdays. On the 28th of this month, I get to celebrate a pretty big. You guys will be able to do the math and figure out what that is here in a minute. Um, but in 1996, uh, I was diagnosed with stage four uh, Hodgkin's disease. Um, I was 21 years old. Uh, I was attending college. I was running. I was really very, very healthy, you know, just with the sports and everything that I did. I was actually completely asymptomatic, but I just started having all these strange things happen that I couldn't really explain. Um, and so my answer was run more, try harder, um, you know, just get out there and work against whatever it was. I figured it was just, you know, fatigue or depression or something related to me being in school. Um, I, once I get received my diagnosis, I had to make a decision knowing the consequences of what was going on. Um, you know, I literally sat across the seat a desk from a doctor and had them say, we'll know which way this is going to go in the next six months. I had to ask myself if I could do it. And I had to ask myself at that time if I really wanted to. Um, it was a time of really deep introspection. I wasn't a believer at that time. And I feel like this was my wake-up call. It was the thing that kind of got me to finally think about how I was living my life, the things I was doing, the choices I was making. Um, and I was sitting in my dorm room one night. I was by myself, sitting in the dark, listening to a CD player at the time. And that'll give you an idea how long ago that was. And I heard a line in a song. And I won't quote it exactly, but paraphrasing, the line was, I want more life because I ain't done. I realized when I heard that line, I had stopped dreaming about the rest of my life, what that was going to look like what my dreams were. I basically had cut my life down to what the next six months was going to bring, the difficult things that I might have to go through, and the fact that I might not be there after that point in time. Um, 
one of the things that this has taught me to do is to remind myself, and I think we forget this often, that when we're healthy, we forget to be thankful for that. And I try to remind myself often just to be thankful during those times that I have the health that I do. So I again ask about, what does 27 years mean to you? When those 27 years, I managed to earn a master's degree. Uh, I met my wife and married her. Became a stepdad when I married my wife. Um, had two children. And now I've been teaching for 24 years, which if somebody had told me that I was going to be a teacher in high school, I would have probably been rolling around on the floor pointing at them and laughing because I had no interest in teaching and was definitely not a good student when I was in high school. Um, but I think that's also what allows me to do my job well, as I understand what it's like to be that kid. Um, one of the things that I still struggle with today and had to deal with again within the last month is I ask myself why. Why am I still here? Why with the diagnosis that I had and the, the, you know, the percentages and everything that they gave me, why did I survive? And I recently had a friend of mine who passed from cancer and was reminded of this again. The only thing I can think is that there is a plan and I am unable to understand what that plan is. I've seen things in my life that I feel like I have touched people, but when I think back, um, being a special ed teacher, I have a group of kids that I'm uh, responsible for every year, and that's roughly 15 students a year. So I think in that 24 years, that's approximately 360 kids that I've worked directly with and helped them get through high school. I think we often forget about the people that we affect and influence and that we touch their lives. I think that each of us do this in our own way and through the different things that we do. Um, so basically, I just want this to be a reminder to be thankful for your health even when you are healthy, that you need to be thankful for that and remember that it's kind of hard to do in the good times, um, that there is a plan. Um, you may not under always understand it. There may be things that may happen that don't make sense to you. Um, and also to remember that you don't know what effect that you have on those around you. It may be somebody that you don't even realize, but the things that uh, you say or, or do, um, and what effect those may have on people or even just when they see you out. So this month is a pretty big month for me. January 10th, three days from now, will be my 27th anniversary of being cured. And then the 28th, again, is, is my birthday this month. So thank you. Hello. Uh, my name is Nick Mormon. I'm here with my wife, Lindsay. I assume most of you don't know who I am because I've been here for about three months. Um, but I just felt the spirit moving that I should just share with this group of people. Um, last year was probably one of the harder years of my adult life uh, as a Christian. I was working for a church um, and I, man, I really love those people at that church. And over the last three years of my life, that was a home for me. But uh, my wife and I decided we needed to leave that church because of just a lot of unhealthy things in that church that were just weighing on us. And that was a that was an incredibly hard decision for us to make. Um, 
it made me a really cynical of churches, of church leadership. Um, being someone who was working for a church and seeing kind of like, man, that's not how that's not how community is supposed to happen. It's not how love is supposed to happen and be expressed. Um, but what I want to share with you guys is that over the last year, as I was going through that period of my life where I was just getting hit in the face constantly with um, how my how I felt like personally my church group was just letting me down and letting my friends down and letting down some of my closest friends I kept hearing about new community um, I kept hearing about hey here's this thing that they do that just would wreck me emotionally because I just was like man I want that in my life I want a group of people who care about me that deeply so I just want to encourage you all with that that uh, it's not just the people that you're interacting with on a daily basis that are being affected by the way you show up for people. I, people who you've never even interacted with probably are being moved because the Spirit is amplifying that, that the Spirit is rewarding your, your diligence to each other and your faith in Him by bringing about more good than you could ever do on your own. So I just want to encourage you all on that, that the work that this church has been doing is is not just uh, is not just the mustard seed, but it's growing into that mountain. Um, and then I also just wanted to share a scripture that in our first week of coming here really, really encouraged me. Um, in Luke 22, verse 31, Jesus prays, or Jesus tells Simon, he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. And man, that just encourages me, and I want to encourage you all that Jesus Christ is praying for you. Jesus Christ is going to the Father on your behalf, that he is advocating for you when it feels like no human's advocating for you, when it feels like no human is caring for you, Jesus Christ is. And I guarantee you there's more people out there who are advocating for you and are loving you because Jesus is calling them to, because he knows every one of the believers around you, and you're not alone if you're in Christ. So I just want to thank you all for who I've, I've met for being welcoming and for helping me to kind of heal over the last few months. Thank you. I want to thank you all for sharing this morning, sharing your hearts, sharing what the Lord's been doing. We've got a couple things to do as we wrap up. So uh, ask the elders to pray over this body this morning. And I think we'll do that now. Uh, you know, we, we recognize three identities that we have as Christians. Uh, and I'll let, them, I'll let them explain those three identities. That'll be their, their pop quiz this morning to see if they know their three identities. They're going to pray over this body as we go into uh, 2024. We have one last song to sing, and we'll wrap it up.
see if I can answer the quiz here. I think we're a, we're a family of missionary servants is what we are. Amen to that. So um, I'm going to be praying right now about the fact that we're servants. So, uh, Lord, we, uh, we praise you that we're servants. You gave us the example in the upper room. When you got down, uh, you got out of the, the front of the table, uh, you wrapped a robe around yourself or a towel, and you went and washed the feet of those guys that were arguing about who was the greatest and <laughs> were focused on a lot of things that really shouldn't have been the focus at that point. Lord, uh, thank you that uh, you promise a blessing to us. You say as we follow your example of washing one another's feet, serving each other, that we will be blessed, Lord. That, And that word is so actually much deeper than, than we might understand. It means to be genuinely satisfied. And uh, Lord, as we give our lives out like you have given your life out to us, as you fill up all of us here in 2024 with your spirit, as we, there, there's no way we can outpour the outpouring of the Spirit inside of us. So help us, Lord, to get down on our knees and care for those around us. I'm John Grady. I'm with Independence House Church, and this has been really good today, and I'm going to be praying for us as a family. So let's pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you uh, that we are a family. I thank you, Lord, just uh, for everyone today who is willing to share. Just thank you for the courage it took to share and how that has blessed each of us. Lord, I want to think especially about Augustine. I just was moved to hear about uh, her and to get to know her. So Lord, I just pray you would encourage her, you would strengthen her, I just pray, Lord, that we would wrap her ar our arms around her and help her to flourish. Lord, I think today also as, as being a family, Lord, I know one thing that is on my heart, our parents. I know, Lord, uh, it's not easy being a parent. And Lord, I just pray for our parents in this body that you would encourage them, you would strengthen them, you would just... Um, Give them uh, a sense of uh, that they're doing a great job. Help them to understand that that keeping the word at the center of their of their homes, keeping you at the center, and Lord, uh, they they are doing their best. And just we want to encourage them, Lord. And Lord, even as parents uh, that have adult children that uh, they're out of the home now, Lord, those as we know, parenting never ends. And so, Lord, I just pray for even the relationships that occur between parents and, and adult children. Just bless those relationships. And, Lord, overall, I just pray for this body as a family that you will unite us, that you will continue to strengthen us, that you will keep us focused on you, focused on your word, but, but also, Lord, reaching out and supporting each other, not just in our house churches, but way beyond that so that we're one. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. We're missionaries. Father, you're a good God, and your goodness has been put on display this morning through the lives of your people who have been transformed by the gospel. Father, I thank you for the beauty of the gospel. Lord, I thank you that 
we have such a treasure in earthen vessels and that through that your power has been put on display even this morning as we've heard from Hamza and Jackson and Augustine and through all your people Lord you've changed our lives and you've transformed us Lord through the power of the gospel Lord I thank you that we no longer have to hang on to guilt and shame of our sin Lord I thank you that we are set free from the power of sin Lord I thank you that we have a future and a hope uh, Lord that um, one day we will be completely free from sin uh, Lord and I pray that this message that Jesus died and he rose again and he's coming again Lord that that would be so strong in our heart Lord that we can't help but to share it with others Lord that we can't help but to really live it out in our lives and believe it and Father I just pray that you would open up many many doors Lord this year many doors many hearts uh, Lord I pray that the gospel would go forth as never before in our lives Lord that um, at UD at uh, Sinclair and Cedarville University and in our neighborhoods and at Bridges of Hope and at Emerge and uh, Lord just in our personal relationships Lord I pray that the gospel will go forth as never before and Father I think about uh, Allie as she goes forth to Spain Lord I pray that you would prepare her that you would provide for her uh, Lord I pray that you would use her life and testimony to take the gospel there to Spain uh, Father I pray that uh, for all our missionaries Lord uh, that face they face so many hardships and challenges Father I pray that they would know your presence that they would know your power uh, Lord that the gospel would go forth in a special way this year that we would uh, hear of many lives transformed many lives saved and Father, I just thank you for this family and how you've changed us and transformed us. I thank you that we have a bigger family, uh, a kingdom family, and that, uh, Lord, we do pray that your kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven. And we look forward to that day. We look forward to your coming. In Jesus' name, amen.